Ladies and gentlemen, this is Killing the Business Wrestling Podcast, and this is your main event of the evening with a 60-minute time limit. The man in charge of this episode is your host and champion, the limited edition Vic Muscat. Once again, I am going to put down this beautiful championship because it's all about giving back. I remember the times that I've struggled starting to start a small business or a podcast. I wish people would help me out. Some did it eventually, so they stopped hearing my whining about it. But my doors are always open for small business owners, especially brand new podcasters trying to break through. So without further ado, I'll let him introduce himself to the audience, the newest podcaster in the podcasting family. Hello. My name is Tom Lil. I got friends that call me the big dog, aka Superman. I created a podcast that's called Monster Buck Sports. I cover Buffalo Bills, different football teams. I cover basketball, a little bit of baseball. The Buffalo Bills, I should take this hat then. There. Better. Ah, you're good. <laughs> it was a good game last night, though. Yes, it was. It was a good game. I mean, I, I got it. I actually have to say that I'm disappointed that we lost, but the Patriots, once again, I have to talk with the division. And Buffalo has a Tampa next week. Yes, we do. So that's going to be. And that's going to be a tough game. But with Antonio Brown out, you never know. You never know. You're right. New England has a bye next week. I know that. But what made you decide to start a podcast? Well, I'm going to college, um, taking up sports casting. So I figured what better way to help ease into it than starting my own podcast covering some sports news like Antonio Brown being suspended three weeks for that fake COVID card and yeah, I know. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Dave, the White out for the season with the ACL tear, and there's been a lot of players this year that have suffered ACL tears, and it seems to be more than usual this year. Yeah, it is. It seems like they're like playing harder, and that's what's causing it more tears. Right. Right. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask you uh, something that we've been debating. This this show can go all over the place, so just bear with it. <laughs> How come college football has more like technology on the field, like a goal line cam, and the NFL doesn't? You no, know, it seems weird, doesn't it? 
yeah, it's like they have, it's not just the goal line, goal line cams, it's sideline cams where they could actually zoom in to see the player's foot right there on the sideline. And it's like they have so much more technology. They could do a lot more in the NFL. But one thing I don't like about the NFL is they're making it like flag football. Yep. You're not you're not allowed to hit people anymore. You can't hit a quarterback anymore. It's not like the eighties where you had beast from the East Bruce Smith knocking quarterbacks out cold. Yeah, number seventy eight. You hit a quarterback that way, unnecessary roughness, or, you know, it's getting ridiculous. They're like, we want to see football. We want to see hits. We don't want to see no two-hand touch or flag. No, you're, you're right. I mean, I understand they're trying to protect the quarterback more, which is ways to do it without, you know, it's like if someone's like midair and the ball's thrown and there's no way for them to pull up and they hit the quarterback flags get thrown and it's like you can't you know pull away when you're midair and he's like oh i gotta adjust like an airplane you can't do that just like when you're going at your free safety and you're going at free safety blitz or strong safety blitz and you're going in at the quarterback full speed and he throws the ball just before you get there you're not going to stop that in your tracks and slow up before you hit the quarterback. You know, and what is up with unnecessary roughness or roughing the passer when you're a defensive lineman and you get pushed to the ground and you hit the quarterback below the knees? Oh, it's like flags everywhere. Right. I, 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 like I said, I understand. It, it's like you have to put some common sense in these hits. It's like you have to see the hit and be like, all right, was it avoidable? Was it unavoidable? You know, it's like you have to put a little common sense in. Like, I didn't agree with that one call in the Buffalo-New England game when Josh Allen was going out of bounds and he jumped up. And they called on unnecessary roughness on New England because he hit Josh Allen as Josh Allen was going out of bounds. It's one thing if he was already out of bounds. Mm -hmm. I'm a Bills fan, but I did not agree with that call one bit. That should have never been unnecessary roughness hitting player out of bounds. He didn't even hit out of bounds yet. He was still in the air. I always thought that there's a flag that should be like reviewed upstairs. I agree. I mean, if it's like an offsides or what I can understand offsides, okay, you know, whole, but like major plays that could affect the game should be. And when they when they also call Delay a game penalties 
they usually give it a couple seconds. The last night with Josh Allen, the play clock expired just before they snapped the ball. Didn't even give it time. And they threw the flag for a delay a game. If yeah. uh, one thing one thing I would love to see the NFL do take from college is overtime. Yes. Yes. I agree. They need to take that overtime. And like they keep going, none of this okay, first team that scores a touchdown wins the game. Give each team one possession from the twenty yard line. Yeah. Nothing and nothing. then and then go from there. They need to do it do that. Cause how is a playoff game gonna end in a tie? Keep, nobody nobody has ever seen a playoff game in a tie before. But well, what happens if it ties? You can't end the game, you can't have like in wrestling, you can't have a triple threat match between three different football teams at the same time. That'd be interesting. Yes, it would, but can't do it. That'd be interesting. No, you're, you're, you're right. You're, you're right about the overtime because I've watched so much NFL overtime. It was like a touchdown game over. A touchdown game over. You remember a couple of weeks ago, it was the Alabama Auburn game that went to four overtimes? Yeah. After yeah. Alabama got the first touchdown, I tr- was so used to NFL rules, I turned off the game. I'm like, four. It's like, yeah, it was a good game. Yeah, you know, quick touchdown. They're like, yeah, four overtimes. I'm like, it was one overtime. What are you talking about four overtimes? And just college rules, not NFL rules. But it should be like that. Yeah, it should be. You know, college in the NFL, just like college basketball in the NBA, everybody should have the same rules. Because you learn the rules in college, and then all of a sudden, you come to the NFL, like in college. All you got to do is get have possession of the ball and one foot down before you go out of bounds. The NFL, you got to have possession of the ball and two feet down. They need to make the rules the same all around. Yeah, you're right. It's also another example of pass interference calls. College football, 15 yards. NFL, spot of the foul. Right. I like the, personally, I like the 15-yard penalties because you're not the offensive team or defensive team, whoever gets the pass interference, is not having... um, that advantage from getting it at the spot of the foul, like in the NFL, if you have pass interference in the end zone, you get it at the one yard line. 
No, you're right. Because if it's an offensive pass interference, it's not spot the foul or anything. It's like 15 yard penalty. That's all it is. 15 yard penalty. Right. Penalty. Defensive pass interference. But then the defensive side of the ball, it's the spot of the foul. Why does the offense get presidents over the defense? It should be the same both ways. Yeah, I agree. And I just, I would just, I keep on mentioning the goal line cam because it's like the Oklahoma State Baylor game. They had like zoom in pictures of how close that run was at the end and how uh-huh. she was and i was like i never see the nfl go that much detail say so why does the nfl have this technology they got the money they do it's just but they're too busy making all these stupid rules and you know they find i've noticed like if it, a big name superstar like Dak Prescott or Tom Brady, if they do something and they get fined for it, the fines aren't as much as they are for the players that aren't well known in the league. You're right. Look at look at Aaron Rodgers. Granted, he didn't have that. He didn't have the fake, fake vaccination card, but he lied about his vaccination. He said he was fully vaccinated. What's the difference in saying you're fully vaccinated and not having proof that you're vaccinated compared to having a fake? COVID card. Probably because the fake COVID card was like handed in to the powers to be and Aaron Rodgers just said in a press conference that he was vaccinated but it's not like official also it's Aaron Rodgers if Aaron Rodgers goes out what happens? The Packers will suck if the Packers suck, there goes your ratings. They're not going to do anything about the ratings. You know it's just Right. And again, every fine should be equal straight down the board. Doesn't matter if you're a big time superstar like Tom Brady or like in hockey, Wayne Gretzky. You know, it doesn't matter. Everything needs to come straight down the middle. And I just don't understand why they can't abide by the same rules in high school, college, and the pros. You're playing the same game. Yeah, absolutely. Now, everyone who's listening right now, you know, this is the perfect podcast to tune into because I'm a sports nerd and look at me. I'm all, I'm already not talking about his podcast. I'm going to sports and everything like that. It's that addicting of a story of a subject matter for podcasting sports. Because I can, I'll give you, I'll give you another example, which I find unfair. College football. 
you have Oklahoma State losing in a nail biter. They drop four slots. Georgia gets destroyed by Alabama and they drop two slots. Look at look at Ohio State. Ohio State got destroyed by Michigan. They dropped from number two, they dropped down to number seven. Yeah, it just feels like it's a fix. I don't want to hear this SEC, tougher schedule. I don't want to hear all that. Uh, it's just, if you lose a game, it should be, if it's a certain amount of points, you drop down five slots. If it's a, by a field goal, three slots. You know, so, something like that. Something that we all understand, not just, well, we got to get together. and It depends what the coaches say. Well, just like Alabama. One thing I notice about Alabama every year, they always seem to have a weaker schedule than everybody else in college football. They play a lot of unranked teams or teams that won't even match up to them. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's 50, as they win it's 56 to 3 and go up four slots, it's, it's just, I don't get, I really think that the fix is in for college football for Alabama. Yeah, they fix it for all the big time schools. I'm an Ohio State fan. But it seems like Alabama has a lot more pull than teams like Syracuse or North Carolina State, Wake Forest, you know? And why? Because they won more national titles than those schools? It shouldn't matter. The it should always go strength of schedule just like in the NFL. You finish first in your division. That following season, you face the top teams around the league. It should be the same way in college football. Okay, you finish first, you won the, you won the title, or even if you went to the well, one or four teams in the college football playoff. You're going to face the top teams in around the league, not just play all these weaker teams. Yeah, it's yeah, you're right. It's a, it's very hard and confusing stuff like, like the NFL with these like rules of you know, just. You touch a quarterback, you breathe on him as a flag stuff like that. I, I told a lot of people this, and I firmly believe if it's a Tampa New England Super Bowl, I give up NFL because it's just what are the odds? Seriously, NFL ratings are down, not by much, but still down because of the whole COVID and it's, uh -huh. and you have New England, New Tampa that is going to get huge ratings. So I did not want to hear anyone say, oh, if they fair and square got to the Super Bowl, some strange will pull. Wouldn't you agree? 
I agree. Just like everybody is talking about how New England beat Tennessee. Okay? What do you do? They beat Tennessee. Tennessee didn't have Derrick Henry. I oh, could yeah. almost I could almost guarantee if Tennessee had Derrick Henry, New England would have never beat Tennessee the way they did. I'm actually winning some games in my fantasy football league because the guy who had Derrick Henry, he's starting to lose all the time now because without Derrick Henry. So uh-huh. yeah, Derrick Henry, he should be MVP if he played for the whole season. It shows. He he should be MVP, but they're not giving MVPs to running backs. Why? It's either Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. You never hear about a running back lately in the top three MVP voting. The last running back I think it was was what? Uh, Adrian Peterson from Minnesota? Yeah, back how many years ago? Right. It's not like college football where the Heisman Trophy isn't just quarterbacks. It's running backs, wide receivers, defensive ends. But yet, in the NFL, it's just quarterbacks lately. No defensive players, no running backs, no wide receivers. So let me tell you something. If it wasn't for these fucking running backs and wide receivers, these quarterbacks wouldn't be as successful as they are. Yeah, yes. It's like when uh, Jordan was in the NBA. People was like, oh, Jordan's the greatest basketball Jordan was mediocre when it was just Jordan. When he had Pippen, Horace Grant, and the, although the, the, back, the support he had, then he was good. Then he became the greatest. But before, he was like, okay, at best. LeBron James is the same way? Yeah. He can't win a title. Unless he's got a group of all-stars with him. And and how could you call LeBron the GOAT? He's not the GOAT. There's players like Kobe Bryant, Elgin Baylor, Wilson Chamberlain. You know, those guys there work hard. Kobe Bryant worked hard from the day he came into the league to the day he retired. And he became one of, if not the best basketball player in the history of the NBA. Top five easily, and that's low-balling it. Right. But yeah, you've got people... I, I was on Facebook one day. I'm in that NBA group, and there was somebody that put the top 10 for the NBA. And you had LeBron James, 
number one, Michael Jordan, number two, and Kobe Bryant wasn't even on the list of top ten. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and LeBron James, number one, even Bugs Bunny thought LeBron, uh, Michael Jordan was better than LeBron. Uh-huh. I mean, it's like it's just, the movie, the, the Space Jam movie figures kind of proved that, that Jordan was better than LeBron. I mean, even the story writers, the story writers, LeBron missed the shot in the movie. And Jordan was like 14 for 14, perfect down the board. Yeah, and if um, Jordan, if Jordan played in the league today, he easily averaged 60 plus points a game because there's no defense. They can't play defense. If you put LeBron and Jordan there, he'd be lucky if he'd score 10 or 15 points a game. Because back then, you were able to back opponents down. Now, you put a finger on him and it's a foul. Yeah. Please uh, line. You know, it's like. Yeah. I, you say, boo, LeBron, you suck. He's got a point at you and had you kicked out. Well, I, I saw that. It's just like, it's, I remember uh, someone asked Jordan a couple years ago, if the Bulls were to face LeBron and the Lakers, and, you know, when LeBron was in his prime, who would win? And Jordan said, we would win by two points. Like, why? It would be that close? He said, no, we're old right now. <laughs> if, if we played LeBron in his prime the way we are right now, we'll win by two points. Right. <laughs> it's, it's a, Jordan did not care. He did not, no filter. But he also kept quiet. LeBron's on Twitter, you know, like, oh, you know, justice, 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 justice. Jordan kept quiet, gambled, you know, on the side, and just uh-huh. let everyone home. Let them do whatever they want. I didn't tell you what they want to do. And like Jordan says, he's like, he like, if I would have known we were able to bring players to teams, he like, I would have brought the best of the best to Chicago. He's yeah. like, but we weren't able to do that back then. Why is it being done now? Jeez. Everyone's like, you know, LeBron's, you know, with the heat, you know, he's just with that. Jordan was in the that Bulls team, was so put together and so good. People forget game six against the Suns. It wasn't Jordan that nailed the game winning shot. It wasn't Pippen. It was this white guy named John Paxson that some people heard about. He was okay in the bench, but not terrific. He made the game winning three. Uh-huh. And people, it's just like, like um, what was it? Uh... I think it was the 97 finals against um, 
Utah. Jordan and they were in a timeout and Jordan Jordan told Steve Kerr, you're hitting the three. You're getting the ball, you're hitting the three. They come come out of the timeout, Jordan gets the ball, throws it to Kerr, and Steve Kerr hits the three to tie the game. That's when basketball is good. That and that's the thing. Jordan might have been mediocre without Pippen, without Rodman, without Kerr. But when they came on, not only did they make Jordan better, but Jordan made them better as well. Well, you have LeBron James that just looks out for number one. That's himself. No, you're right. You're right. And a, and a great, a good general, a great general would know it's, you cannot put everything on your shoulders. You have to, to figure out the balance of it. And Jordan figured out the balance of everything to a point where he had a loose cannon of Dennis Rodman joined the team and he still won championships. Right. So he won. Uh, he won what? Three more with Rodman? Yeah. Had that three, you know, that year and the Bulls won three straight championships. Right. Yeah. It's like everybody talks about who's better. You can't determine who's better because, like, Wilt Chamberlain played in one hour. Jordan played Barkley played in another hour. Yeah. Now you got LeBron, Curry, they play in a different hour. All errors are different. You cannot determine who's better. Just like in the NFL. You can't... Can you really say that Bruce Smith Sorry, I love Bruce Smith being a Bills fan, but can you truly say that he is the best defensive end of all time? That's going. That's also you can say. Put that question next to who's better, Montana or Brady? It's different. Right. It's just you can't really pinpoint it. It's like in wrestling. Oh my God, Wednesday Night Wars. It's gonna be like the Monday Night Wars back like ten years ago. Technology's different. You can't do you can't the like, Wednesday night the Wednesday night war sucked. I mean, it was, it, because it was like technology was different. People had like YouTube, DVRs, and everything. Like back in the Monday Night Wars, we had nothing but cassette tapes. That's all we right. had. So it's like you know, it's like you can't pinpoint it. And once you say that, and, and it's not like um, now where oh, I missed it. I can't watch it, so I'm going to add it to my DVR and I'll watch it later. Back then, you couldn't. You missed it. You missed out. There was no catching up until you saw the highlights on the following episode. 
Yeah, you couldn't like find on YouTube or anything like that. Look up the results. If you wanted results, you had to pay like three nine nine a minute to call a nine hundred number. Right. <laughs> it's just you know. So tell me a little bit more about your show. Is it gonna just be like your point of view, or you got people on like a fans table, or I'm gonna um, I'm gonna try to get some people on. I know a guy who used to be my track coach. Um, but he also coached high school football. He was an offensive coordinator, and every team he had coached has always had the number one offense in the state. And they would constantly blow out the opponents. And the offense was putting up 40, 50, sometimes 60 points a game. Wow. And, you know, the guy's amazing. I want to get him on my show. Um, like my son, I'm going to do a show with him because he plays basketball. Uh, he a junior in high school. Um, so he plays basketball. So I'm going to do a episode with him. And could he used to play soccer too. So I'm going to talk to him about now you used to play soccer and you used to play basketball. So you, what is the difference that you could take from one sport and put it into the other? So there's got to be something you could take from soccer and put into basketball or basketball put into soccer, you know, like defense. It's going to be, I'm going to get people on. I'm also going to, it's also going to be like my point of views as well as um, news cast about different things going on in sports. Like, just found out that the LA Chargers had 11 players test positive for COVID. Shit. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course, yeah. right? Of course. Everything has got to do with COVID. I've even we've been watching Disney movies with my two-year-old, and when you have like the movie Up, when the old woman passes away, I tried googling like because I was being a dick, you know, saying like, "What did she die of?" And I couldn't find it, so I was like, "COVID." Yep, everything's COVID. Everything's COVID. Now, the, the one advice I could give to any podcaster is. Fuck what anyone says. If you want to say, if you find like Bruce Smith's email and you're like, I want to ask him to be on my show, go for it. Absolutely go for it because you never know who will actually say yes. And when they do say yes, it's the biggest thrill. It is such a right. worst. Now, um, talking about Bruce Smith, 
and how we were talking about can you truly say he was the greatest defensive end in history? The only reason I say that, yes, he has the most sacks in NFL history. But would he have the most sacks in NFL history if Reggie White did not die? Hey, didn't Michael Strahan have that record? Most he had the most sacks in the season. Okay. But he doesn't have the most sacks in NFL history. Bill Smith has that at 200. And I believe if I look, I believe Reggie White was at 192 when he died. Also, the, also like someone like Bruce Smith, he earned those sacks. If anyone, yes, if people remember Michael Strahan when he broke the record, Favre was pretty much took a knee for him. So he, it was just a very like Favre was down and Strahan just reached up and touched his foot, and they said that's a sack. Yeah, so it's, it's like he was a train. He was just a train. Speaking of Brock Favre, I still remember that hit. The hit heard around the world. Arthur Moats of the Buffalo Bills sacks Brock Favre and drives his shoulder into the frozen turf at the Metrodome. And that's too bad. In Minneapolis. And he was never able to recover. That's what happens when you sign that contract for like $38 million. And you're left there on age. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, I don't feel, I'm not like a complete douche and say like, well, it sucks to be them, but a part of me is going, you signed that contract. You knew what could happen. Right. Barry Sanders is the smartest NFL player of all time. I feel he might not have the title for it, but I feel to me it was him and Walter Payton that were the two greatest running backs of all time with how they ran the ball. I don't care. Super Bowl titles don't mean anything. Accolades don't mean anything. It's how they ran the ball. It didn't matter how many you had in the they had in the box. It didn't matter how many people were hitting you at once. They found ways to break out of them and go the length of the field for a touchdown. To me, Walter Payton and Barry Sanders are the two best quarterbacks, cornerbacks in NFL history. I can't think of anyone else who's better off the top of my head. Maybe Emma Smith. Was a maybe. Not, I don't know. But they're still, and like, I mean, if for the Walter Payton's number one. Yeah, he's my he's my number one. And Barry Sanders, yeah, I gotta say, yeah, Barry Sanders. 
Barry Sanders was smart. He just played for a shitty team, got a lot of money, and said, see you guys later when his contract was up. Yeah. That, fuck, that is brilliant. That's smart. No, like, that much of a repercussions for playing for too long. Look at Megatron. Yeah. Elvin yeah. Johnson. He did the same thing. Played for a shitty team. And then he retired because it was more about his health. So he retired and he didn't regret it. You got Marshawn Lynch. A man that has never spent a dime of his clear earnings in the NFL. Because everything he spends is off of these commercials that he makes. Marshawn Lynch came out of retirement for like a couple games. So right there, when you come out of retirement, that's just like, okay, you know, you're off that list. Yeah. All right, so how many episodes are you planning to record a week? Um, I don't know. Right now I'm doing one until I get the hang of it, and then I plan on adding on. Never, never, never go for perfection. Perfection is no such thing. Right. And once you, once you, once you start realizing, going, you know, you know what, I'm just gonna do my best. Fuck it. And you stand behind what you do. It's like, eh, well, you know, I could do better, but, eh, this is the way today was. Fuck it. Boom. You just grow from that end. Right. And that's when I start getting my viewers, my my hits. When I was say fuck it, I relaxed more. I wasn't drinking as heavily behind the <laughs> episodes. I was crying, and it was just, it's a lot better then. Oh, yeah. Yes. But no, you have a very good concept for a show. You absolutely do. And if you ever need a guest or whatever like that, let me know. I could go contact, I'll probably be hitting you up saying like, hey, we're going to do, I'm like, I think it's January 8th. I got to double check. I'm having um, KSWA heavyweight champion Reggie Lincoln, who is a huge football fan as well. And he's been on the show once. And I'm like, hey, just come on over. Let's just talk about wild card. It'll be wild card time. Let's talk about wild card. I'm going to get a couple people together with them. To do like a NFL playoff roundtable, right? It's just all about having fun, man. Oh yeah, and I'm gonna have fun doing it. And you know, again, I'm going to college for sportscasting. So, and of course, if that doesn't work out, I have my podcast. Yeah. I could do my own sports casting that way. And it feels really good when you get like a, you always got those haters. And when you get a message saying like, Tommy should be fired. I don't agree with them. You sit back like, I am the boss, dick. Right. Instead of having fired, I am the boss. You know, what a moron. Oh, yeah. So, uh, what do you see the future of your show? Like, do you have any potential goals for it, or you're just gonna 
record and enjoy the ride. I see the future of making money while I'm doing it. And, you know, I've got it set up so where people could subscribe to it for four ninety nine and go from there. Oh, so you're charging for a subscription. Yeah. Um, that was that anchor. You gave me that anchor post where it helped me set it up for the subscription. That was 99 cents, 99 cents, 4.99, and then there was like 9.99. It's like, I'm not going to charge 9.99 for a subscription. Only if you get like, you know, like, like Doug Foodie on. Then yeah, charge. Right. Yeah, charge them. Right. A lot of those, those guys won't come on with the fee. So it's just like, hey, you want these? Recently, I said, here's my tip jar for my podcast. Feel free to tip because everyone has all these suggestions. You don't want to tip? That's fine. You get what you get, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, I want to try to get some like see if I can get like Doug Flutie or you know the one that I really want to get on my show is the running back that was after Simon Thomas Antoine Smith Antoine Smith I loved Antoine you get, know get Icky Shuffle get like Icky Wilms what was it Icky um the guy in Cincinnati who did the Icky Shuffle. Um, who's that running back name? I'm going back way back though. Way back like maybe in the 90s. He did the Icky Shuffle. He did like this little like shuffle thing in the end zone. Uh, and it'd be fun. Yeah, I know who you're... I know who you're talking about and I can't think of his name. And he played for a shooting team, so that's all right. That's probably why. If he played for <laughs> Buffalo, you'd be like, oh, that guy. Right. But, you know, how is a shitty team like Detroit still staying afloat? They're not going anywhere. They're constantly down in the basement. They just got their first win against Minnesota in a year. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for Ralph Wilson, the Raiders and the Lions wouldn't even exist. Because Ralph Wilson gave them money to help them stay afloat. It's like Cleveland, you know, they just figure we'll keep Cleveland. Cleveland will be the joke of the NFL. And one day they actually became decent. Same with the Raiders. They were the joke. They became decent. Now maybe it's Detroit's turn. But again, Detroit is like one of those teams that is, you're right, it's just there. Yeah, they're always there. They can't, 
they've made the playoffs once in how many years? They're not going anywhere. They had one of the best quarterbacks in the league in Matthew Stafford. But they kept bringing in like Buffalo for all those years. Bringing in talent that just wasn't doing anything. All they were there was collecting that big paycheck. Mm -hmm. Didn't matter how they performed or if they scored a touchdown. They were there to get a paycheck. Now, there's two quarterbacks I've loved since Jim Kelly. And yes, Doug Flutie was one of them, but it's not one of the two. Remember J.P. Lossman? Yes. That man, that man was a great quarterback. He just did not have the offensive line that he needed to succeed in Buffalo. And then my man from Florida State, E.J. Manuel, he was good. He was never given a fair shake in Buffalo. He suffered that knee injury. And Doug Marone, both years he suffered a knee injury, refused to put him back in. He was never given a fair shake in the NFL. He was never given a fair shake as a starting quarterback. Now, talking about a man that had all the potential in the world, 2013, E.J. Manuel and Stevie Johnson went up against Cam Newton and Steve Smith. I was at I was at that game. I took my mother to her first ever Bills game. Oh, nice! And talking about a man that stayed calm and collective, even when they were losing, drove the Bills down the field and hit Stevie Johnson for the game-winning touchdown. And people sit there and says he doesn't belong in the NFL. It's like, you know what? It's like, he belongs in the NFL more than you belong in the NFL because you're not playing, you, you're not even in the league to play football. So you being a general manager and certain saying he don't belong in the NFL, he needs to go. You're, you're just as bad as these couch coaches that try to coach a team from the TV and start yelling at the TV because they're not doing what you say. The plays you 
try to tell them to run. Yeah. Get over it. What drives me nuts, and this is falls in Buffalo's favor. Your backup, you have a good backup quarterback. Yeah, Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, people are like, you know, and like, you know, Chicago, oh, they bad quarterback. Chicago got rid of him. He was like, like the number fifth or sixth in passing yards. He was good in his first two years with Chicago. And then all of a sudden, the offensive line started falling apart. They started getting rid of these players and these players. Started getting rid of wide receivers and running backs. And, and then when they did that, he started struggling because he didn't have the offensive line. He didn't have the running backs and wide receivers that he had his first two years there. Now, Chicago, I can say Chicago's horrible for one thing. Kickers. How many kickers that one year did Chicago have that cut missing field goals and then they'd get rid of them and bring in a new one, get rid of that one, bring in another one? You know? Yeah. Kind of like Buffalo. Back in the uh, 91 Super Bowl with the Giants when they lost by one. That was Buffalo's fault. They could have got rid of Scott Norwood and brought in a better kicker. Everybody still asks that question today. Why did you bring a kicker the Super Bowl, that's only kicking forty percent, only making forty percent of his field goals. Well, just like the Seattle New England game, why throw the ball when Marshall Lynch is having a game of his career for like, like you know, on the like one yard line, and he decided to throw it there, handing it off, and that would be right. And it's like, you know, just all you can say is sit back and be like. I hope someone got fired for that. Right. <laughs> now, now, Kansas City. Kansas City is not the same team they were last year. No, they, their offensive line from the, I heard at the beginning of the year was not, it was brand new, wasn't gelling together. Mahomes is going to be in for a tough season. Not only the offensive line, look at the defense. Yeah. The defense at the beginning of the year was giving up over 30 points a game. And everybody's like, oh, well, Buffalo did this and they did this. It doesn't matter who does what. You could beat that team. Now, Buffalo... I hate to admit it. I don't see Buffalo going anywhere because they have no running game. They have good receivers. Single Italian can't run with shit. The only decent back we have is a downhill runner, and that's Zach Moss. 
Then you got Ryder, his first handoff yesterday. He fumbles against New England. It's like, it's not always on the offensive line. It's on the running backs because they're either hitting a long hole or like Singletary has does too much dancing in the back in the backfield to wait for something to open up. Get the ball and just run straight. Or Buffalo should do those off tackle runs to the to the left, like they did when Singletary ran that um Week two against Miami, they did an off-tackle run to the left, and Singletary broke it 47 yards for a touchdown. Mm. Now, doing the off-tackles like that might work because you've got the offensive linemen that are big enough, and they can create the holes for you to do those off-tackle runs. But yeah. we bring in Greg Russo to help with, and Boogie Basham to help with the defense and passing and rushing. The last two home games, they gave up over 200 yards rushing on the ground. Didn't even have to worry about sacking Mac Jones last night because they never threw the ball. Yeah. They threw, they threw it twice. Yeah, I kept on hearing that. Mac Jones, he can't play in the snow. He's like this. He, he can throw deep balls. He, they're not going to – and he only threw like three times yesterday. Right. They, never gave, him the, they never gave him the chance to throw. It, it was probably better in the snow in Buffalo. Well – and they also did say that um, he doesn't have a very strong arm either. So, mm. now me, that deep ball Josh Allen threw. Like, man, if he would have threw it to the right a little more and then just let the wind take it, the wind would have guided it right and just defined Diggs' hand. Yeah. But because he just threw it, launched it straight up over his head, the wind took it just to the left. Of course. <laughs> eh, well. So tell uh, me, only uh, you know, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. My go podcast, ahead. I'm, a, I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. So I'll be talking a little NBA. I'll be talking a little hockey. I'm an Atlanta Braves fan. Go Braves for winning the World Series. Congratulations. So I'll, so I'll be talking a little bit of uh, baseball as well. Now, just found out that Max Scherzer just signed with the New York Mets. That's big. But, like, Everybody's saying the Mets 
it's not about spending money. It's about getting the proper talent. And Max Sensen is going to be 38 years old. I mean, he struggled in L.A. and he struggled in Washington last year. Right, this is his, like, do or die year. Right, and especially, speaking on that note, Big Ben, I don't know if you heard, but Big Ben told people in the Steelers organization that he's retiring at the end of the year. I heard that, yeah. And they used Mason used Rudolph to replace him. <laughs> nah, I I think they could get a decent quarterback out of college. Mason Rudolph's not a starter. Oh no, he's he's not even a to me. He's not even a second string. He should be a third string or a practice squad player. Yeah, he should be lucky he has a job. Right. Yeah, definitely. So, but yeah, a lot of these teams that need a quarterback should be able to get a decent one coming out of college. Now, CJ Stroud for the Ohio State Buckeyes, he's a freshman and he's in the Heisman running. His freshman year of college, he led he led all of FBS in quarterback ratings all year. So that's what he's there for. He's got a chance to get it. So there's some pretty good there's some pretty good players in there. I've never seen a freshman in there before though. No, neither have I, but if he wins it, though, it it will be something. Right. He wins it. Just imagine what it'll do for his career. Yeah. Number one draft pick somewhere whenever he decides to go over. Right. Now, as he gets his knee taken out, then it's a different story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a different story. So one more time, what's your podcast called again? Monster Buck Sports. And where can we all listen to this? Um, Spotify. I got um, a link on Spotify. So, and then I'm working on um, setting something up on Facebook, putting links on Facebook so people could look for it and watch it on Facebook as well. Well, just to let you know, anytime you you know you get something set up, shoot me the link. I'll share. I'll pass it along from my crew. And anytime you need someone to come on your show, just to shoot the shit. Just let me know. Okay. And Thank you know, you. you know from this show that it's. I'm not a very serious. I love my sports. And I take it seriously, but I don't go like, well, this is not. That's not fair. No, it is what it is. I, I mean, people would never understand the heartbreak of sports because I am an Oklahoma State Cowboys fan. I went there for two years, 
and last Saturday broke my heart. No one's going to understand that heartbreak. Except if you're a Tennessee fan. Yeah. yeah that's, but no one's going to understand that. <laughs> but Tommy, I appreciate you coming on today. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. We'll definitely have you back on and talk some more football. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it. See how your show's doing as well and everything. Okay. All right, but I'm here for you, man. All right, man. Thanks a lot. You take care of yourself. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Bye.